With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, what's up, everyone? Good afternoon, and welcome to a very special edition of Shaw Locals Bears Insider Podcast. I am Kyle Neighbors, along once again with with Sean Hammond, and really something I've been waiting months to say with us once again is Hub Arkish. Um, Hub, everyone's been, you know, every week that we've we've done this podcast, uh, there's there wasn't a single week where we didn't get questions or you know, people just offering their thoughts and prayers for you. Um, and everyone extremely excited to have you back, but, you know, just tell us what it's been like these, you know, getting back to, to work here. Well, you know, we're, we're just getting started and we're starting slow. I've got a ways to go with uh, getting permission from the therapists and the doctors to really go full speed and go completely back to normal. But, you know, I, I think the only thing, my thoughts for the moment is uh, I've had a few opportunities, and this is the best one I've had so far, to try and say thank you to everybody. People have just been so kind and, and concerned, and you know it's been a little surprising to me that that many people care. <laughs> you know, but um, uh, it, it is you know incredibly appreciated, and um, I'm doing well. Uh, it's been a really interesting, to be honest, guys. I don't know if uh, any of our friends here or listeners uh, have thought about this or are aware of it, but the last week and a half or so with what happened uh, with the Bills game and, uh, you know, that young man and, and uh, um, you know, basically, I don't know if people realize this or not, but the Bills team doctor uh, who was, you know, deeply involved in his uh you know, care and treatment, although not in charge at that point when it happened because they were, you know, with the other team doctors there. Um, but he is a former team doctor of the Bears and uh, somebody who I used to know fairly well. And um, uh, it's been interesting to learn a little bit about what went on. And, and while the causation uh, of what happened to him was obviously very different, um what happened to him and me was exactly the same thing. Uh, I, uh, rather than getting hit on the football field, I collapsed in the parking lot of Alice Hall. But from that point on, the treatments that we received and uh, uh, the things that we went through are identical, you know. Uh, uh, and even it's been somewhat surprising to me to learn that apparently I was even in a little worse shape than he was just as far as surviving it and making it. Um, but it's five months later now. And uh, it's been an interesting road, but 
I feel good. And uh, there's a, there's what happens with something like this is there is a lot of mental damage. There's a lot of memory loss. There's a lot of uh, things that have to be rehabbed and rebuilt. And some of it comes back 100%. Some of it never makes it all the way back. Uh, I'm well ahead of speed and target right now and hopeful that it's going to be 100%. And what's been interesting and weird about it is that you know, some some stuff there was no damage, and there was no damage to the football part. You know, I, I don't know how that works. I'm sure, you know, a lot of our readers and listeners probably think I never knew anything, but you know, whatever I am credited with knowing, that part never went away. That's that's still there. That's still very normal. It's been really fun and interesting these last five or six weeks to to start to get back to it and 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 you know relearn what i know about this group and this team and where they're at right now and you know hopefully that's what we're here to talk about tonight and all we'll really have to talk about going forward yeah Job, I just I just want to say welcome back. I know we, you and I have gotten to talk a couple times over the, the last couple of weeks, but but I just wanted to add, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, feel the same way that this, this show, this our, our podcast, and the live stream, uh, we've really missed you. It hasn't been the same the last five months, and uh, Kyle and I have have soldiered on and done our best. But it's great to hear your voice on here. Guys, it's just great to be back with you. Fortunately, we've had a chance to visit and talk a little bit the last couple of weeks. Uh, one of the things I'll apologize for right now, I don't know if people remember this from when we used to do this. My dogs uh, uh, are pretty well behaved. Right now, one of them is trying to eat my right arm. So uh, I, I may have to throw them out of the room before we're done, but we'll see if we can get by uh, without them. And um, it's just, you know, everything about, uh, as I tried to say at the top, and I don't think I finished, just want to thank people so much for how kind they've been. And also uh, everybody at Shaw Media and everybody with the Chicago Bears, the, the way that people have gone out of their way for me and uh, and my family. And, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just good to be back and getting back to normal. And uh, uh, I, I think that probably what everybody would enjoy the most is we do nothing but try and talk football going forward because there's going to be a lot of football to talk about these Chicago Bears. There certainly is. And Sean, Hub and I were on this morning just kind of going through stuff and, and trying to get set up for this afternoon. And really for the first time since, you know, Hub's return that I talked with him, we got into a football talk at the end and it was fun because I really missed it. And what happened, I was telling you a little earlier, Sean, that it was um, – it was an instance where we kept going one more thing and then I got to go. And it was 15 minutes later and we were still talking football. Um, and it was great to do. I know everyone that's here uh, has been waiting to do that with Hub. And, and Sean, you were at Hallis Hall today uh, for the end of season press conference with Ryan Poles. And, and, and walk us through what you heard and, and what your takeaway was with that. Yeah, so so Ryan Poles spoke for maybe about 30 minutes. Um, you know, kind of the, the usual end of season uh, uh, press conference and, you know, wide ranging bunch, bunch of different topics. I would say like the, the big takeaways for me, um, he spent a lot of time talking about how, how, you know, he was setting the foundation this year. And I think that they, uh, I think Ryan polls for maybe the first time all year kind of acknowledged that, that he knew this was going to be a difficult season. He said that he, he came in early in the season and, and, you know, he, he gave everybody this, this, uh, uh, blue uh, bears colored Lego piece and, and said, we're setting the foundation. This is, this is, you know, the, the first brick, so to speak. And, and he kind of talked about the, the um, building the foundation from, from that. And I think that we, we've all seen that happen throughout the year. You know, Matt Eberflus has talked about that a lot, uh, but then more specifically, um, you know, 
a big thing about this season was was answering the questions at quarterback and, and trying to figure out the strengths and weaknesses of your young quarterback. And I think the Bears have have largely done that. You know, they they know what he's capable of. They know what Justin Fields' strengths and weaknesses are. He obviously is a really good runner. Uh, and Poles wasn't shy in saying that that he's got to work this game and, and there's 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 he can still continue to improve on his game and um you know obviously there was a lot of questions about the number one overall draft pick that's that's a huge gonna be a huge talking point over the next three months i thought polls uh you know pretty much walked the line and, and didn't uh you know commit uh one way or the other uh to either you know his quarterback or to he's gonna do his due diligence and look at these quarterbacks in the draft but at the same time he knows uh, the guy that he's got on the roster already. And, um, you know, I, I don't expect that uh, they're going to be he, he, the phrase he used, um, you know, he'd have to be blown away by, by a rookie quarterback in this draft if, if they were going to make such a momentous move like that with Justin Fields on the roster. And I mean, that's kind of what I would expect him to um other other notes or tidbits i mean he basically gave chase claypool a pass for the way that the the end of the season went uh you know with injuries and and uh you know obviously it was it was not a good last couple of weeks there for claypool once he became a chicago bear uh interestingly he didn't really commit to anybody on the o-line uh although he did say he was impressed by tevin jenkins moving over to that right guard spot um and other uh, one other note, you know, as we've kind of been saying, Kyle, he's not going to spend all this free agent money in one off season. It's 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 stupid money. You know, he has so much money at his at his uh, fingertips. That, and I don't know that you could expect him to spend all that in one one free agent class. Um, but the expectation is to to get this football team better, and and I think that's what what everybody wants. So, Hub, I'm going to pull this comment up from Gary Ross and kind of lead into a question based off of this. Uh, Ryan Pohl sounded very even toned today, but the overall thought was that they have a lot to play with. Um, and and in that terms, you know, Sean was talking about I, I was happy today with Ryan Pohl's basically specifically saying, you know, like I, I would have to be completely blown away because as we were talking about earlier, what we were talking about and you know what the topic over the next couple of months is going to be a lot about is Justin Fields and his development this season. And it was kind of funny because I think we ended up at the same, we were on the same page, but coming at it from different angles. And, you know, I'm going to let you at this point, people have been asking for hubs opinion on Justin Fields for months. We got a full season under our belt. So I'll let you take it away. Start unpacking this for us. Well, you know, I think it's probably important to go back to the start and understand that uh, it was a given that this team needed to be rebuilt. You know, that, that, you know, maybe things could have gone better than they did this year, but it was never going to go well. They, they, they weren't going to win a Super Bowl. They, they almost certainly weren't going to the playoffs. And, um, you know, they've got a situation where they have – I'm not sure I remember a team with $123 million worth of cap space. And, and you know, I've been doing this for 45 years now, and the Bears have never had the first pick in the draft. 1947 was the last time they had the first pick in the draft. And, by the way, I have to report, unfortunately, that that pick turned out the last one year. Uh, <laughs> 1947 was a very different time. Um, and so, you know, this is all new turf for them, and that 
you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now, and you'll find that three or four of them were in the exact same shape the Bears are in now as recently as two, three years ago. And, 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 and you know, they've done it well. There are also other teams that were in that shape that have not done it well and are still bad. Um, and I, I think what it's important for Bears fans to understand is, is what this situation really is. As much as the Bears wanted to have high draft picks, wanted to have a lot of, lot of cap space, they didn't go to a single game this season planning or hoping to lose. You know, they didn't bring in a single player that they didn't think could be good. They worked with what they had to try and find what they could to get started. And anybody on this roster as of the end of the day Sunday who is part of the future, that's a good thing. But but they're not counting on a whole bunch, you know. And and, and I think the real frustration now, you know, with the the, the quarterback trade is that he ended up costing the thirty third pick in the draft. And, and you know, you can't be real happy about that right now. But you also have to remember that he was a second round pick a couple of years ago, and forget where in the second round that he is still a talent, and maybe he can be part of the answer. There are some other players, but it it, it right now primarily goes to Justin Fields because until you got the quarterback, you don't have everything fixed, you know? And um, I think I understand why some fans are as excited as they are about Justin Fields. It's because he's a special athlete at 6'3", 235 pounds. He is, if not the best, one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. And he has the arm strength and the arm talent to become a great quarterback. What he's not yet is a good quarterback. What he is not yet is an NFL passer. And and the entire NFL history is built of, of players like Justin Fields who all were paid tremendous prices for and drafted to be the franchise quarterback. And 95, 98% of them don't evolve. That That's just the way it works, you know. And I think that you have to feel positive about the tools that Justin Fields has you have to feel positive about his evolution as a runner this year. I am concerned about his passing. He's not an NFL passer yet. Um, you have to be, you know, not paying attention to not know that the Bears had one of the worst passing games in the NFL. And you know what? I don't think these running backs are as bad as people are painting them to be. I don't think they're good. I don't think they have enough. I don't think anybody would be upset if the first pick overall in the draft was a, 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 a I think I said running backs. I meant receivers. Um, you know, and, and there's a couple kids who are going to be top 10 picks, you know. And so uh, what everybody needs to understand right now is that the next six months is all and more about continuing to develop Justin Fields. It is about getting another quarterback option. I don't see any circumstances under which it's the first pick in the draft because I don't see yet a quarterback that's going to be in this draft that's going to be worth the first overall pick, whether it's the Bears or anybody else. But they do need to get another NFL option at quarterback. And you can do that through free agency with all the money you have to spend. You can do it by trading that first round pick or by taking a quarterback in the second, third or fourth round. There's a lot of ways to do it, but they have to remain committed to Justin Fields and doing everything they can to develop him. And they also have to be committed to finding another option to compete with him. And I'm reasonably confident that that's where they're at. They have to decide whether the defensive line 
or the wide receivers or the offensive line are their greatest need. I think there's a very good chance that the best player in the draft this year will be a pass rusher, will, will be a defensive lineman. There's a few good ones out there. Uh, there's a couple of great you know receivers out there. So there's a lot to unpack here. And today is day two. You know, it, it's just too early to know what is next. But the, but the one thing I think it's critical for Bears fans to understand is that right now, Justin Fields is one of the, I don't want to say most overrated, but I will say more overrated players in the NFL as a franchise quarterback. He's nowhere near there yet. I think we've seen enough talent to be hopeful that it could happen, and it could happen as soon as the 23 season, um, but it's not likely to. It's probably going to take a little more than that. And and that's just football reality. That That's not negativity or positivity about the Bears or Justin Fields. That's about understanding the work that they have to do and that what they're looking at is at least a two-year job. Uh, and let's hope they get as much out of it from in the first year as they can. There's 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 a lot there, Sean. Well, um, Hub, Hub, why – let me ask you this. Why do you think the Bears need to bring in another quarterback to, to – uh, contend with Justin and, and well, I, I would say maybe not contend develop I think would develop. be are, are you are you advocating for somebody to to you know challenge him for that job or are you advocating for you know a third or fourth round pick who could maybe eventually challenge him for that job you know I think if the Bears are going to be the team that their fans and everybody wants them to be they need players at every position on the field to challenge everybody else for jobs. And I think what you have to understand about, you know, Justin in particular and the quarterbacks is that there's a reason that a running quarterback has never won a Super Bowl. And there's a few reasons, but, but one of the main reasons is that it's dangerous. And, and, and you know, the reality of where Justin Fields is at right now is that he has been the Bears' starting quarterback basically for 26 or 27 games and has only started 21 of them. He's missed six games due to injury. And it's 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 one of the main reasons that running quarterbacks in the NFL struggle. And you, you've got to be aware of that. I'm not saying ignore it. I'm not saying it's a reason that he can't become the first one to win a Super Bowl. He, he can. He has shown some real ability. But you, you can't ignore anything right now. You, you've got to be knowledgeable enough in, in the realities of the NFL to know that that's a concern. And, and so um, I think the most likely scenario is that they end up uh, signing at least one veteran who's going to be better than what they've had so far at number two and number three. I think that, you know, where we're at right now is we're going to learn more about who these top draft choices are, but if there are two or three or four options at number one, then I think the best thing the Bears can do is trade that number one pick and get a couple more number ones, you know. And I think there's something else that Bears fans need to understand. Justin Fields has already cost you not one but two number one draft choices. You don't want to do that again. <laughs> you know, you, you can't afford to do that again. You don't rebuild the roster by doing that again. So they have to, you know, not only take advantage of the assets they have, but create some more and 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 just give Justin every chance they can for him to become the player that we hope he can be. But you also have to accept the reality that he's not there yet. He's really not close yet. And, and that if you look at the history of the league, 90 plus percent of these guys don't make it. 
you know, and and I don't know what's going to happen with Justin Fields. I hope he does. Everything I've seen about him, he's a good kid. He's a good young man, and 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 he's got a lot of the tools that you want. And and so you 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 commit to developing him, but you also give yourself a backup plan. And 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 I think that's at least one part of what they've got to be doing, you know, over the next twelve months and over the next couple months as they decide what to do with all these assets that they have. Uh, Augur, uh, I saw you post in there about Echo a little bit. That's actually on Hubs, and uh, we were trying to find some headphones for him. I'm, what I'm going to do here, uh, just so you know, I can hit mic on my or hit mute on my end for your mic when I'm talking, so it doesn't echo. I just have to make sure to hit unmute before you start talking. Um, if you look at the bottom of your Don't screen, actually, you can hit unmute yourself if you want to just jump in while if I'm in the middle of something. Um, but uh, yeah, Sean. Uh, so that's Hub and I were talking about earlier about he was we were talking about the the there 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 tends to be two camps right now when talking about Justin Fields you have people that have completely I shouldn't say not not just two camps but the the two largest camps you have people that have bought in right that are like yeah he's the real deal like this is this is for sure a thing he's going to be the franchise quarterback. And then there's another group of people that are being really loud right now about, oh, you really, really, really have to consider a quarterback. And both of those things to me are a bit annoying because as Hub was saying, like, there's a gray zone we're in with Justin Fields right now. Like, there is enough to feel really confident that he can be that franchise quarterback, but there's no way to, to, to know for sure at this point whether that's going to ever click or not. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think that there can be a middle ground in that. You know, it doesn't have to be one or the other at this point where he is right now through two seasons in the NFL, halfway through his rookie deal. Uh, I mean, I don't see what the harm would be in in building around him, uh, you know, getting some more assets at, at receiver on, a, on the offensive line and giving him a, another year to sort of prove it. You know, we've we've kind of chalked this year up. Uh, you know, over the weeks and months as, as, you know, he doesn't have enough help. There's, there's not enough wide receivers, especially once Mooney went down with the injury. Well, uh, you know, the best way to, to really know, and, and you've seen this with other places around the league, you've seen this uh, with the Eagles and what they did with Jalen Hurts. And uh, to some extent too, with, with the Dolphins and Tua and, you know, I, they I just, would say with Josh Allen, with them going out with and getting Josh Allen Diggs. going getting Stephon Diggs. Yeah, sure. That's, that's another good example, you know, surrounding these young quarterbacks with the tools they need to uh, potentially, you know, to, to, to potentially succeed in their job and, and, you know, give them the chance. And, and I think that's what I feel that that's what the bears are going to do with Justin Fields. But, uh, you know, they're also, you cannot rule out the possibility that they, they are, you know, are, they are absolutely are going to do their due diligence and look at these quarterbacks in the draft. There's only so many opportunities to pick number one overall. So, uh, certainly while, while potentially trading down is, is one way to create, uh, some flexibility. Uh, I think Ryan Poles used that word a bunch of times today, flexibility, um, trading down is one option, uh, but they're going to look at all their options here. Hub, I want to, so we, we've brought up a couple quarterbacks now and Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, I know earlier this morning I had brought up Lamar Jackson with you and those are three guys where you've seen their development in, in the passing game. All three of them are far from perfect players. Um, I got, would you one, two, three, all of them, none of them at where they are in their development, do you consider them franchise quarterbacks? Uh, 
You know, um, I, and by the way, guys, first of all, I want to apologize. The, the problem you're having hearing is my fault. I, I spent 20 minutes before we went on the air looking for my headset, which is what's causing this and couldn't find it. So we'll have this fixed by next week. Um, you know, the answer, Kyle, honestly, is no. Uh, you don't become a franchise quarterback until you win a Super Bowl. Or until you go to Super Bowls, you know, two, three, four times, uh, until you lead the league in passing, you know, and, and until you do a lot of things that none of these young quarterbacks have done yet. One of them is going to lead the league in passing this year. Okay, that's fine. But but it, it's a process. You know, it's not something that happens in in one season. Now, you know, when was the last time the rookie of the year was a quarterback? You know, it's just it, – it's just – it, it doesn't work that way in the National Football League. And, and uh, I think, you know, people need to understand that. And, you, you know, with Justin, let me ask all of our listeners a question. The last five weeks of the season, was he still going forward or did he start going backward? And the answer is he started going backward a little bit. And, and part of it's because he was playing hurt. And, and, and part of it's because he didn't have enough talent around him. Um, but – Part of it is he was playing hurt because of all the running he was doing. These are all things that need to be evaluated. And these are things that are being evaluated right now, you know, by the Bears folks and that they're going to be working on over the next couple of months. The other thing that is key to what we're talking about here, and, and guys, this isn't me trying to be cool or smart. It's just the facts. Um, I mentioned 45 years of doing this and, and, and running Pro Football Weekly you know, basically for 38, 39 years uh, before we, you know, brought it over to Shaw Media. 40 years ago, we invented independent draft analysis. And for probably 15, 20 years, we were the only place you could go to get meaningful information on players coming out in the draft. And um, my way back and what we're working on now is why we're, we're already starting to put that back together. And we have to get that information for you. And we will have the best information available for you right here, uh, both at the live stream and through the papers and, and websites and whatever. And we're not there yet. OK, there's going to be four quarterbacks that I've identified that I'm pretty sure are going to go in the first round. But I would be surprised if any one of them went higher than three, four, or five unless somebody wants to overpay based on what we've seen so far. But there's a lot more work to do. Um, it, it looks to me like two of the strongest positions in this draft, and again, this is at the beginning, as we start to do our homework, are going to be defensive linemen and receivers. And those are two of the Bears' greatest needs, you know. And, and so they've got to have final grades on those prospects before we know what they're going to be drafting and what they're going to be doing. Um, you know, Kyle mentioned something right off the top about the, the meeting today. Uh, and, and, you know, basically um, them saying that they're not going to spend all their money. Well, of course they're not going to spend all their money. It's hard to spend $123 million unless you want to really, you know, make some bad deals, but they're going to spend a fair amount of it. You know, and and how much of this is going to come from from quality veterans? How much of it is going to come from other young players that they think other teams have missed on so far? 
we, we just don't know that yet. And, and that is the process that is all, it hasn't even started yet. It's beginning right now. It's the work we're going to be doing for you over the next two or three months as, you know, first free agency starts and then we get to the draft. And, and we're going to have the best information available for you. I can plan, I can promise you that because we invented it, uh, you know, 45 years ago. But until we get there, until we know who these players are, the Bears shouldn't be making any decisions. What I will say about quarterback is two things. Justin Fields has shown enough for there to be hope that he can become a franchise quarterback. He's also shown enough for us to know that he's not even close to it yet, and you got to be careful. That's number one. Number two is they have to get another quarterback. They have to have an option. They have to have some competition. And whether they do that via free agency, via the draft, or both, we don't know, you know, and so I think they're going to do everything they can to develop Justin Fields, but I also think they're going to be a lot more careful about who number two is and hope that they have somebody who's number two who can compete with number one, because right now Fields is number one, and 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 as we get to the end of February and the end of draft camp, and and, and then, you know, they start signing free agents, then we'll start to have a better picture of how they really feel about where they're at at quarterback right now. Ooh, there's, there's a lot again. Um, let's see, Sean. You got any anything well, there? Well, you know, yeah. Here's here's my my thought with regards to uh, you know, Hub. I'm with you in the fact that that we have three months to study the draft. You know, we have three months here to to study these quarterbacks. And and I'll be honest, I haven't done enough work yet on on Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and and all those guys. Um, but but my thoughts uh, as far as quarterbacks at the top of the draft are. Uh, number one, you know, we always see, uh, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's, who's willing to overpay for a quarterback. And, and last year was the outlier when we had what five straight defensive guys on those top five picks. I think it was something like that. Um, that was the outlier. Uh, I think the fact that Houston, a very quarterback needy team is sitting at number two is going to potentially, uh, you know, drive up the demand for that bears pick at number one. And I, I feel like, that's why this number one pick is so valuable if the Bears want to trade back because you got a team that needs a quarterback sitting at number two. And if anybody has, you know, strong conviction about one of these guys and wants to take knows that that, you know, whether let's say it's Bryce Young, you know, that's our guy. We want to get this guy, you know, they're gonna they're gonna wanna flip uh jump over Houston to try to get get that number one pick and, and to get their guy because that's the only way to ensure that that you have your guy. Um so I think it does open up a lot of possibilities. Now, you know, should those quarterbacks be going uh, one, two, three? I don't know. I need to study it more. But I do think that there is going to be demand for that spot for the Bears. Hub, there was, you know, you, you look at the landscape of the league, and I think it's pretty easy to come up with eight, 10, maybe even 12 teams that will at least consider a quarterback, whether that's in the draft or via free agency or via trade. And the number to me seems higher than in most years. You know, there's always a carousel, but it, it really does seem pronounced this year. Do you think that has a chance to really help the bears considering the position they're in? Well, there's no question about it. You, you know, and, you know, guys, there, there's another fascinating piece of this. I'm sure, you know, some of our uh, uh, partners here are aware of it, but I'm sure a lot of them aren't is Bryce Young is one of the four names. Bryce Young is Justin Fields' replacement. 
at Ohio State, you know, and, and I think that, um, I don't think I know from talking to him, that most of the experts who I know and trust will tell you that Bryce Young has been a better passer at Ohio State th than Justin Fields was, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't make him a higher draft pick. That doesn't make him a better NFL prospect, but, but that's kind of the reality of where they're coming from right now. I, I don't think that the Bears would use the number one overall pick on Bryce Young. I don't think they should use the number one overall pick on Bryce Young. Um, but, you, you know, it's just kind of a fun aspect here. What is more important in, in reaction to what you just asked or mentioned is that there are, and again, I'm trying to be careful here because we're just getting started now, and I don't want to give you the wrong name with the wrong player. So we're talking more about players kids that we know and have already looked at, but until we learn more about them, uh, I, I do want to be careful. There are three wide receivers and two pass rushers that I know of right now are being considered by some teams as possibly being worth the number one overall pick. And that's just at those two positions that happen to be at the Bears' greatest need. There is a very good chance that the first quarterback taken this year won't go he could go number one could go number five six or seven that all works to the bears advantage because it creates a lot of teams possibly looking at somebody you know if you get a future hall of fame pass rusher at number one you're just as happy as if you get your franchise quarterback and there's teams willing to pay the price for that guy. So we've got to let everybody start to do their homework and, and, and do their, their, their scheduling and their, and their studying and figuring out who these players are. And then every week we're going to start to have more informed and, and more intelligent conversation about this. There, there are two things on Justin Fields that are still on my mind that I want to hit. One is not really Fields. It's more about the backup thing we were talking about earlier. And I, I want to get to that. But first, Hub, um, you, you talk about the need of development for Justin Fields as a passer still. And you are right. Like, I, So he did um, regress, I feel, is a strong word. But there was certainly maybe a plateau at least. Um, and I, I do wonder, you know, the loss of Darnell Mooney, Tevin Jenkins, that offensive line was in really bad shape. The loss of him uh, at the end of the season. I wonder that, you know, obviously Justin Fields was playing hurt. One thing we talked about it, Sean, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, that, that still during those last five games, that gave me, that gave me, uh, confidence in, in Justin's development as a starter hub was there was a play we talked about, as I said, Sean, uh, where they were in the red zone and instead of pulling the ball down and running or forcing it to the back line of the end zone, you saw Justin make his reads, adjust his arm angle. He dropped his arm down to get under a linebacker and was able to hit David Montgomery in the flat who turned it upfield in for the touchdown. And a year ago, even, you know, early this season, I didn't feel like we were seeing that from Justin Fields. So despite some of those inconsistencies over the last five games, I felt like he was, he, there were signs that he was starting to recognize coverages and make better decisions. How, I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Where, where do you, where do you stand on that? 
I think he got better as the season went on, you know, and I won't back off from saying he seemed to be going in the wrong direction the last four or five games, but I still think at the end of the season, he got better having played the season and been the starter for this season than he was when the season began. And, and, and it's just that there's, there's more work to do, you know, but at the, at the end of the game, guys, he was the starting quarterback and he was three and 13. And, and yes, that is the wide receiver's fault. Yes, that is the offensive line's fault. Yes, that is the defensive line's fault. But more than anybody, it's the quarterback's fault. I mean, that's the way the game is played at this level. And, and, and it, it's not that he was doing things wrong. It's that he didn't do enough right for them to get better. You, you know, and, and that's how he is going to be evaluated and, and, and measured. And, and that's what I'm sure they're going to work on this week. You know, maybe they'll give him a week off. I don't know. They better get him healthy, obviously. Um, but it, it's we just don't know yet. You know, I, I know everybody wants answers. And, and the only honest answer I can give you is nobody knows yet, you know. And, and but, but I think very much to Kyle's point is he did get better this year. There's no question about that. And there is a real value to his ability as a running quarterback. And he did that about as well as anybody we've ever seen. So these are things to feel good about. But now we we got to be Ryan Poles. We got to be Matt Eberflus because they're trying to save their jobs. Not that they're in trouble now, but one more three and thirteen year, and they'll be in big trouble. You know, and 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 so they've got to get this right, and and they've got to. They're not going to get everything right, but they've got to get a lot of things right. And 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 what they're faced with doing is teaching and developing Justin Fields and hoping that Fields gets that right while they're trying to get it right with all the other pieces that they have to add for him. And 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 I think that it's really been unfair to some of these offensive and defensive linemen and receivers to blame to to basically try and explain the shortcomings of the offense and quarterback on them just like it's unfair to blame it all on Justin Fields. You know, it's a it, the youngest team in the NFL, 16 rookies. This is what you get with that, guys. And so the important question is, how many become great NFL players? How many become good NFL players? How many become starting NFL players? And and I, I think we can all enjoy it. I think we're all going to have a lot of fun with it. But, but if anybody wants final answers or final results – we haven't got them for you yet. And, and you know, I know I keep saying the same thing, but it's really important for people to accept that. There was a question at the beginning that I don't think we ever got to or, or answered, but uh, one of our viewers asked, you know, is is nine and eight a, a possibility, you know, for this season? You know, how, how good can they be this year? I, I just – you know, I'm not going to cop out on it. I think once we get to Indiana in in uh, December, and once we have a better sense of who the best players are, which ones the Bears have a, ch a shot at. Um, uh, did I say December or September? Yeah. Yeah, you, just, you said December. I when you yeah, said Indiana, but I, I figured everyone knew we were talking about the combine, which I believe yeah. starts March first. Yeah, once we get there in December and get a much better look at these kids, once we have a chance to spend more time with our sources, you know, with various NFL teams, you know, once we get a better sense of who the Bears are signing uh, in free agency, then we'll have a better handle on you know what they can do in one year. But I can tell you, they're not going from three and thirteen to thirteen and three. You know, and 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 a lot of that isn't just about the new players they bring in, 
but how much they can improve other players besides Justin Fields. And, and there's just so much work to do. And, um, and I'm anxious to get to spend whatever time I can and we can, uh, you know, with Ryan and Matt and everybody else in the next month or two, you know, to get a better handle on what they think and what they feel. We heard a little bit of that today, but we just don't know yet. And, and, um, we'll see who they take, who they sign and, and, and where they make the biggest commitments, you know, what, what positions, uh, and then we'll start to get a better sense of what they can do. Polls, polls said today that the Bears had the most snaps by rookies by over a thousand. Now I, I haven't fact checked that, of course, but uh, I'm willing to to take his uh, his numbers uh, at face value, and and obviously that that tells you that this was a very young Bears team, and and I think we really saw that uh, in December and into January, and and for me, I'm I'm willing to just to just let's just forget about what happened in December. Like I am a okay with that. I know Justin didn't look good. Uh, he wasn't with Darnell Mooney. They were banged up on the line. Uh, Chase Claypool even missed a couple of games and, and, you know, look at the schedule. They're playing the Eagles. They're playing the bills. They're playing the Vikings, the lions who weren't a playoff team, but, but we're, we're pretty darn close. Uh, I'm willing to just call that a wash. I don't think uh, I'm not going to read too much into that, especially with the guys they were trotting out there on defense. Um, and, and I think when you look at uh, back to, to kind of your original point, Kyle, th- there have been some really impressive throws from Justin. You can see the the uh, you can understand why they would be excited about the potential, uh, the, the throw you were referencing. Uh, how about do you remember that throw to, to David Montgomery against the Falcons where he was pointing him down the sideline yeah. uh, and, and just. It was absolutely perfect throw. Could not have been any better. Uh, his touchdown to to Darnell Mooney against uh, the Dolphins at Soldier Field. That was a, a, there were there's examples of really really high level throws. Now, as polls said, you know there's got to be some consistency. You can't just have a good throw here and there and expect that to be enough. Um, but when you're talking about a young quarterback, a guy who really first year in the offense, uh, you know that first year with Matt Nagy was not what you want for your rookie quarterback. And they were basically starting from, from scratch this year. I think he showed enough uh, promise as a passer that you can certainly uh, get behind that and get excited about what's potentially there for him. Uh, Mr. Shorty had said uh, kind of in the same vein, what we're talking about or uh, to continue this, said we are definitely better off than the end of Trubisky's second season. Um, and I find that to be an interesting comment for multiple reasons. One, I, I do agree what you've seen from Justin Fields in his second season was better than what you saw from Mitch Trubisky in his second season, even though Mitch made the pro bowl and the team went to the playoffs. And, but what I want to say there is there was a lot of, not to this level with Jeff that I, I think you're seeing uh, with Justin Fields, but there was a significant amount of confidence that Mitch Trubisky was on the right track with Matt Nagy after that first season. Um, with that new coaching staff and things pretty quickly went off the rails and I'm in no way am I trying to say that's what's going to happen in just with Justin Fields but I say that to demonstrate just how weird the NFL and QB development can be hub yeah you know it's an interesting comment uh, you know as far as the comparison to Trubisky I don't know that it's really meaningful in any way um, uh, you know, because 
the other side of that is that they also weren't a three and 14 football team at the end of Mr. Trubisky's second season. So, you know, it, it, it's all um, what you're trying to break down, you know, in, in relation to what Sean was just saying. Um, and I, Totally agree with what he just said about a few of the throws that Justin made. But I will also remind everybody of two throws that he made at the end of that last Packers game, which the Bears absolutely should have won, that that those throws kept them from winning. I don't think they cost him the game, but they definitely kept him from winning. And and they were bad throws and they shouldn't have been made. You know, and there's a lot of reasons. He was playing hurt at that point. Again, we 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 understand all this, but you know, I think what we're hearing is a whole lot of fans who are saying, oh, yeah, we get it. It's going to take time. But nonetheless, this is where we want to be right now. And 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 the reason I keep telling you, you can't be there right now, you know, and and maybe the most important thing everybody needs to understand is forget Justin Fields for a minute. Forget, you know, everybody on the field. Focus on Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. We don't know who they are right now, you know. I mean, they just finished their first year, and and we have to find out what they can do, you know. I mean, there are some uh, – of those 16 rookies, there's a couple that really intrigue me. You, you know, they may have already found a few guys who are going to be pretty good football players. And, and and they have some other guys, even though they're not rookies, still I think are developing into fairly good football players. They don't need a new, you know, 45-man roster, but but they need a bunch more talent. Um, and, and so, you know, Trubisky and, 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 you know, comparisons with that, it's all fun, I guess. And, and, and we can have that conversation, but it's also really very meaningless. Uh, uh, Justin Fields has more talent than Matt Eberflus did. Uh, just, yeah, I think he's shown that. Guys, this is why I'm not back to full-time quite yet. Um, but, but we got you. Don't worry. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just want people to be patient that, that, that is, I think what matters right now is, you know, all these fans understand what the bears are trying to do, but they still want to go to the Super Bowl in the 23 season, you know, and that can't happen. And 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 we can't give you the evaluations that you want on some of these players because they're not developed yet. And, and, and Justin Fields is the most important one. And Justin Fields is the one who is deserving of and, and has to get the most patience, you know, and, and, and also the most honest evaluation is, is, you know, don't, don't write him off. I mean, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong. And even though running quarterbacks have always struggled in the league, it can't mean that you know, it doesn't mean that he can't be the guy, but, but what it does mean is you've got to give him the time to prove it and, and don't overrate him with where he's at right now, because he still has a lot to learn. I think that's a really good pivot point hub and to kind of close out, we're going to spend about 15 more minutes with you guys before we get out of here, before we do. And I go into that pivot. I do want to make sure I give a sponsor or a shout out to our sponsor before we get out of here. Marengo guns, always buying, always paying top dollar for your guns, ammo and military items. Come see the experts at Marengo guns open 9am seven or 9am to 7pm, seven days a week. You know, Sean, 
my good but my good buddy Mike B had something in here really early when we had that comment about nine and eight, uh, and he had responded to, it and I actually started so I could I I could bring it up, but I think that is exactly what Hub was getting at here, Sean. And it's I Mike says I don't think we should be predicting wins losses for the Bears, but rather what the expectation should be. And what Hub was kind of driving at there, I think Hub. I apologize if I, I get this wrong, but what I believe you're driving at there is. There is, yeah, there's a lot we have to learn about this coaching staff and this front office staff. And I feel better after this first season with where Matt Eberflus is at. I still do have some questions with Ryan, where Ryan pulls in this front office is, is moving towards Sean. Well, I think this is the, the start of where our true evaluation begins is with this offseason. You know, the entire last 12 months has been about tearing this thing down to the studs. Um, and, and even though they wouldn't use the word rebuild, uh, you know, that's exactly what it is. And, and, you know, Ryan Poles is bringing Legos out at, to the, to the media room and, and, uh, uh, rebuilding without saying rebuilding. Um, this is where the evaluation begins. This is where we begin to learn, uh, you know, what exactly his vision is for this team. He has all this cap space. He has nine draft picks this year, including the, the number one overall pick. Um, and you know, he was started a little bit behind the eight ball because of how few draft picks they had uh, when he was hired last year. And, and I think they made the most of that without their first round pick and uh, trading down a couple of times to turn that into a, uh, uh, you know, uh, 10 or 11 picks, whatever it was. Um, and, and there were some good finds in there, you know, you're going to have good finds and you're going to have some duds in every draft. Um, but, but this is where we're really going to learn like what these guys have. And, and, uh, you can say that about Ryan Poles. I think you can also say that about, as you were saying, Kyle, about the coaching staff. You know, what did Luke Getze learn from his first year as a coordinator? What can they take from from what they did this year? And, okay, they were trying to learn the strengths and weaknesses of Justin Fields. Okay, well, now you have a better idea. Uh, how do you adjust further? You know, what what can you do in this offense uh, now, you know, if you add a couple more weapons you know, how might this look different uh, come next September from how it does now? And I, I don't know, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to, to, to really put a, put a win-loss number on that until we really know what they do in the offseason. But I think you can have a measured expectations. You know, I don't think you're, you're looking for them to win 13 games next year. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, closer to 500 is, is definitely a, a goal that, that you should have and, and that you could – that, that's a realistic expectation for turning this team around. Now, uh, you know, we'll have to see exactly what they do um, because that's going to play a, a big part into what this team looks like. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Hub, when, you know, kind of what I was getting at there, when you evaluate Ryan Poles after this, this first year, where are you at with the, the front office staff? Well, it's a great question. I'm laughing because it's something else I was thinking as you asked the question, uh, you know, as far as I, I thought it was a very fair point that, you know, we shouldn't be trying to predict how many games are going to win this year, but talking more about what's a realistic possibility. That is a good point. That's, that, that's a better way to put it. Unfortunately, I still have a somewhat disappointing answer for it. We don't know who's on the roster. The only player who I can say with 100% certainty is going to be a Chicago Bear this year is Justin Fields. And even that may be risky. <laughs> it's probably not, you know, but I, 
I mean, what are we supposed to be basing any of this on? I will tell you that just looking at how many games were lost this year by one score, they weren't that far from 500 this year. You know, if you think about it, right. that, that, that could easily be fixed quickly. And so, you know, eight, nine wins certainly is a possibility if you do really well. And particularly having so many assets, both in the draft and free agency, they could really improve this roster. But that improvement with all that new talent is only going to come if Justin Fields is the answer and takes the next step and you have a quarterback who can win football games for you because he couldn't do that this year. So, you know, again, I, I just think that we got to, you know, be excited about the assets they have to work with, hope that they get it right. And, you know, my thoughts about Eberflus and Poles are, I, I don't know. I think it's a lot easier to evaluate Matt Eberflus than it is just than, than Poles because, you know, much like what we're saying about Justin Fields, with all these players that Poles brought in, we don't know who they're going to be yet. You know, we've seen some that we're intrigued by, some that we like. Um, you know, the injuries the second half of the season took a bunch of guys off the field who didn't get a chance to develop as rookies or second-year players. Um, and so, I, you know, the, the quarterback trade looks bad right now. There's no other way to put it. But that doesn't mean it's going to end that way, okay? Um, when you say quarter, I think you meant uh, I mean, wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're talking about, yeah, Chase Claypool. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about Claypool. You know, Claypool um, – was a top receiver coming out of college, you know, and, and a second round pick, you know, and, and, and expected to be special, you know, and, and still has that talent and that ability, but not only was he not able to do much with the bears, the reason he was traded, he didn't do much with the team that drafted him either. And they were ready to get rid of him and get back that second round pick. And, uh, you know, the story as we've been told is that it came down to the bears and the Packers and the reason that they traded him to the Bears is they were confident that the Bears draft pick was going to be higher. I'm sure they didn't expect it to be the 23rd pick in the draft, you, you, you know, but 33rd. Yeah. 33rd. Oh, pick, 33rd yeah. 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 You're talking about the first pick of the second round. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think they felt that it was going to be at least what they gave up for him. And it turned out to be even more than that. And that that's disconcerting, you know, now that said, if he stays healthy, if he learns the system, he may still be the player that they thought he was going to be. And, and it may turn out to be a great trade. Again, there, there's nothing final on any of these guys yet. Um, but, you know, there there is so much to fix that if we're talking about being competitors, that's unrealistic for this season. If we're talking about winning eight or nine games, there's every reason to believe that that could be a possibility just based on what they did this year and how close they came to it and where they fell short. I'm, I'm chuckling at Robbie's comment here that, that his other lock for the team is punter Trenton Gill. I love that. You know, you got a quarterback and a punter, so so we're good. Yeah, I think Hub may have been uh, would, uh, overstating it when he was saying the only lock. I mean, there there are some guys here, but, uh, you know, how about hit you there? It looked like you wanted to say something there. Well, no, Kyle. I mean, obviously, twenty or thirty of these guys are going to be back. That, yeah. That's the way the NFL works. My point was, we don't know which twenty or thirty, and yeah. we don't know how good they're going to be. I'm not suggesting that they're going to sign forty-five new players. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 if that's not a given, I apologize, but it was certainly meant to be. No, so I, you're, you, you bring up Chase Claypool, Sean. I'll throw this to you. 
um, and see what your thoughts on it, because I'm on the same page with Hub. It, it complicates my my feelings on Ryan Poles after the first year was because I loved Chase Claypool coming out of college. I loved what I saw from him in, in that first year in Pittsburgh. And then the last two years, like it hasn't. And I, I kind of chalked it up to some dysfunction with that offense and the issues that they've had on at quarterback. But he came over and yeah, there were the injuries issues. He had to learn the 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 uh, had to learn the playbook. But, you know, I, my, my good friend Mike B, you know, when I was talking about this type of stuff with him, he had a good point. It was like, it, it might not have been the first game that Chase Claypool was active. It might have been the second game, but like, it was like the second game he had six targets and it might have been the high for him. So, like, we can talk, they can say that it was a playbook, but like, if you were giving them six targets the second weekend, you know, um, so I, I, I do think there should be some concern, or concern with Chase Claypool. I still love the player. Um, but when you look at the way it went and, and that context, that's another thing where you go, well, if that doesn't work out, are, are we a little bit more worried about Ryan Poles? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's there's reasons for concern with with the way that the season ended for Claypool. And, um, you know, part of that was because he missed some time with the knee injury. And, and you know, obviously he wasn't going to do much in that last game with the quarterbacks they were trotting out there. Um, but uh, – I think a, a full off season uh, in lockstep with Justin Fields is going to be huge for him. We saw like kind of what that did for, for Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney and their connection. And I think, uh, you know, we can see a, a similar cohesiveness sort of grow over the course of the off season. And, and you're right. I mean, he, uh, I, I, Kyle, I, you mentioned that you were disappointed in his second season in Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, statistically you look at the numbers uh i know the touchdowns weren't there but you're talking about a guy who caught 100 passes for for 800 yards i mean if if chase claypool he's done that twice in his career if he did that next year for the bears i think most bears fans would be happy wouldn't they so i when i when i say that what i mean is for his arc like when, particularly coming out of college where i thought he was then the rookie year that he had he was okay you thought there was going to be that uphill yeah I, the, there was not and like i said part of it was because ben could not get the ball down the field um, that was a big part of it that yeah. was a big but yeah. it, it continued this year as well i mean when you're talking about Pitt, or pickett and, and mitch Trubisky, I, I get it and they had terrible issues on the offensive line um but yeah, they're just the explosive plays that what 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 took what would take Chase Claypool from maybe you know a guy essentially you know mm -hmm. an average to slightly above average receiver that might be your you know your number two receiver or maybe a one B at, at top. I thought he was on on track to be a top receiver you know like that bona fide top number one guy the, yeah. maybe not a top five or top 10 guy but a guy that you felt really confident in and it hasn't gone that way and there's been enough it's a large enough sample size now that i do worry about it uh and i'm going to kind of change it here and throw this back over to hub in, in general when we look back at at ryan pole's first season I personally, I look at the draft that you know, the draft choices that he had. I don't always agree with the way he uh, approached the draft, but I think you got some pretty decent players out of it. I was always pretty discouraged with the way he approached free agency. And there, was, you look at the team; they didn't sign a lot of long-term deal hub, uh, and you know we know why. But I just felt like there wasn't a lot at the pro level, the pro scouting level that you can look at and, and, and get an idea uh, of where he really can, where, where Ryan Poles can 
separate himself to show that he's, you know, that type of GM. You know, again, you don't do it in one year. And um, I mean, I like Pritzker a lot, you know, I, I, the, the uh, kid whose name I'm forgetting now, but the undrafted free agent linebacker, I think is going to be a very good inside Sanborn. linebacker. Jack Sanborn. Uh, yeah. Sanborn. Um, uh, you know, there's just the two names that pop up and there, there's probably half a dozen kids that that I think showed enough that I can feel good about them being starters for the Chicago Bears and possibly very good football players. So I don't think he had a terrible first year. And we have to remember he didn't have a first round draft choice, you know, and and, and that makes things very hard. And 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 to be honest with you, one of the things that I kind of like about him is that he knew when he gave up that second round pick for Claypool that he was giving up what was going to be a worst case, top seven, top eight in that round pick. And so he knew he was paying dearly for him. So he obviously felt good and showed the stones to go ahead and do it. And I think there's one other thing that is very real that I haven't heard anybody talk about. And and everybody has been disappointed in the lack of production from Chase Claypool is that we don't know if, you know, everybody has, has given Justin Fields a pass saying part of his problem is his wide receivers. Maybe part of Chase Claypool's problem was Justin Fields, you know, because he has not shown himself to be a great passer yet. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't think either one of them should be written off or is to blame for the other one's issues, but, but that, that ship sails both ways, you know, and I don't know that Claypool, you know, showing up not knowing the offense, playing with the injuries, and having a quarterback who wasn't ready yet, we can't really evaluate him either. You know, so um, my concern about Claypool is more what he didn't do in Pittsburgh (laughs) than, you know, than what he did in the time he was here. But we'll see. And and, um, I, I think if he turns out to be what most of us thought he was going to be a couple of years ago, suddenly you're not nearly in as bad a shape at the receiver position as you think you are. And, and minimally we know he's going to have a year to learn the offense. And he's going to start the season healthy. And, and then, you know, by week three, week four, week five, hopefully we have a better feeling about it. All right. We're getting here at an hour. We got to get going. Um, Sean, anything else you want to hit on quickly? Uh, no, I, I mean, other than just to, to piggyback off what Hub was saying there is, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, that's, this off season will be, be huge for, for those two, for Justin and for Chase Claypool to, to get on that same page. And we can't really, I, I agree that we can't really judge that connection until we see a few games in the next season. Um, other, other stuff from polls. I mean, uh, we've kind of hit on, hit on most of the important topics from today. Um, you know, I think they know that they have to, to make some changes on that offensive line. Uh, you know, he, they didn't really get into specifics, uh, other than saying that, that Tevin Jenkins did a good job switching to that right guard spot. I think, I think Ryan Poles was, was really impressed with the way that, that Jenkins approached that and, and took on that responsibility. Um, uh, otherwise, no, I think, I think we pretty much touched on, on most of the big stuff. All right. Well, a couple of things before we wrap up, make sure you go to shawlocal.com and find all of our content there. Uh, you know, the season is over, but that does not, that does not mean our coverage stopped. we got a lot of stuff already in the works. Uh, Sean and I started the planning for the off season, pro, uh, our off season projects. It's going to be a fun time. Make sure you follow us at bears 
underscore insider. If you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, get yourself notifications so you know when we go live. Everyone that does that, and also leave a comment. I do look at the comments and try and uh, at least give a thumbs up or apply. Everything like that helps people find the show. It helps us grow this channel. Um, and we really appreciate everyone who joined in today. And Hub, I got a couple comments that came in during the show that I, I wanted to end with for you here. Um, the first was our, our good guy, if a good friend of yours, Mark Potash, checking in with. It's so great to disagree with you again, Hub. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I've missed Potsy. It's always good to have it back. <laughs> and 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 then the final one was from uh auger and you know uh, he said hub you've literally been the voice of reason for me going on 30 plus years when it comes to the bears it's truly appreciated and you know i i that's how i always describe you hub to other people too is we're not you're not going to get the hot takes you are going to get hub and some or you're going to get hub's honest opinion and sometimes You'll say something or we'll have a disagreement. I'll be like, oh, hub. But I love the fact that I know you are giving your honest uh, opinion on things. And it's it's great to have you back here, man. Well, guys, it's, it's great to be back. And and uh, I, I apologize for the uh, the problems with the audio. That's on me. We'll have that fixed by next week. I will have that fixed by next week. Um, I, again, I just can't thank everybody en enough for, for how kind you've been and and you know, fortunately, things seem to be working out, and uh, I'm just really excited to get back at it. Can't wait to be in Indiana uh, at the draft, and 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 you know, I, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I do actually want to sell. That's part of my job. Um, one thing I can promise you is that uh, we have always provided the best draft coverage available to anybody outside of the 32 NFL teams. And we will be again this year. We're already getting started, if for no other reason, but the excitement of this draft with the Bears having the first overall pick. Uh, it's a time when you don't want to miss another one of our live feeds or, or anything that we're going to be putting in the paper. It's going to be a little while uh, before we really dig in and get started because we're trying to learn more and get it right for you uh, before we go too far. But um, uh, it's always been part of my favorite part of the season, partially because we started doing it before anybody else 45 years ago. And uh, we're going to do it for you again this year and hopefully for a long time to come. And, and, you know, maybe this is where I'd like to finish, guys, is that in some respects, I guess I've been a part of the Bears family for 45 years now. And so I've always known about the people and how special they are. Um, but uh it, it's it's a great organization it's not necessarily a winning organization it hasn't been for a while and and i can assure you nobody is less happy about that than the mccaskies and, and all the people that work for them um but what i can tell you already is that they have good people in in ryan poles and, and matt eberflus and a lot of these players and 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 some of them have already shown enough talent to know that they're going to be good players it's going to be better in, in 23 and how much better it can get uh, that's what we're going to be trying to tell you for the next couple months. And uh, uh, I can't wait until the season starts again. I know it's still early in, in, in uh, you know, the, the year, but uh, uh, before we know it, it'll be back. It'll be a better team, and uh, hopefully it'll be a more enjoyable year for everybody. 
All right. Well, thank you, everyone who joined us. As you can tell, there's going to be a lot to talk about this Bears offseason. So make sure you stick with us here. We're going to be back live. We'll figure out a day and I'll try and throw that up on Twitter for you. Until then, though, thank you, everyone who joined us this afternoon at a, a time that we're not usually at. And it's, it's great to see all the regulars and a lot of new faces in here. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back with you next week. Until then, everyone stay safe. Have a good weekend. Not even, what week, day is it? Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is anymore. God. Anyway, have a good week. How about that? Have a good week. We'll talk to you down the road, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.